0: Now, you may be tuning in right now, not knowing the context of uh, what we're talking about, and that is because we have been recording a marathon down round session, the down round experience. To cover the Christmas break. That's right. Yeah. So you're coming in midway through. If you've listened to the other ones, you have probably got to hear this multiple times because probably going to copy and paste it into all of them is this the first time you've ever listened to Downround? this is terrible this is not going to be a great introduction <laughs> listen to the other parts um we're going to come back with like bi-weekly episodes um back in january but right now it's you're coming in to a red hot session for a silly season without further ado on with the show Okay, now is probably as good a time as any to take a deep breath and reflect.
1: Let's go back. Let's have a look at the stuff that we've talked about over the past year. We had a bit of audit of the episodes that we've already done. No, we we listened to all of them. We actually listened back to all like 25 hours of them. Yeah. With the intention of minutely, forensically
0: scrutinizing exactly what we said. Well, you, you, the listener... You know more than anything, number one, and when people say like, what's one word that would describe Downround?" the thing that obviously comes to mind, accountability.
1: Account- accountability. The, the, the thing that comes to mind is that many other podcasts, they just say shit.
0: They're unaccountable.
1: That's it. They say stuff, they throw it out into void. Yeah. On the thinking that, oh, you know, thank God, people aren't going to go back and listen no. to stuff that we said in the past. We never have to be accountable for it. We never apologize when we're wrong. And we never have to cheer a bit when we're right. Mm, mm. But at Down Mm. Round, we do all that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we take full responsibility when we're wrong. Let's be clear here. If we throw out that, like, okay, we were wrong on this one, that doesn't make us dumber or shitter or worse at predicting than other podcasts. It makes us righter. It makes
1: us ruthlessly self-critical. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy by the name of Mao Zedong. He had a lot to say about being ruthlessly self-critical. This
0: is a struggle session.
1: (laughs) Exactly right. Um, We're kneeling on broken glass for you today. In much the same way as he did for landlords. (laughs) To come clean on what we've talked about over the past year. So really we've just gone from like the general subjects and we're giving a bit of an update on the situation when we first did the episode versus Mm. what it is now. Because, you know, a lot of this stuff we've kind of covered in follow-up episodes, but some of it has sort of slipped through the cracks. Mm. And there's really no better example than the first one, which was an early episode we did this this year, which was Buy Now, Pay Later.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously... The
1: hottest thing of two years ago, two, three years ago.
0: Big harbinger of the uh, tech downturn. Harbinger. 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 Yeah. It was a harbinger very, very early. Actually, it was um, pre-down round. It was on the meeting tree as you as a guest, we talked about yeah. buy now, pay later. We talked about um, after pay, et etc. Prediction at the time was, I mean, anyone could do this. Visa could do this. PayPal could do this. Apple could do this. And it turns out they have. And so if you're basically the uh, after pay acquisition by Square is not looking fantastic.
1: It was not looking like a great deal. Well, it's looking like the most one of the best deals for the founders that you could possibly imagine. yeah, those two guys made out like bandits. yeah, because the crash happens like within months essentially yeah. of them closing the deal.
0: All of these European buy now pay letters have gone bust. basically the entire business model, it turns out, as we said at the time, literally, Go back and read the tape. Roll tape. We said, what happens if interest rates go up? This is before interest rates were, like, pumping. What happens if interest rates go up? Well, the entire model falls apart. Yeah, when there's no free money for them to, like, fluff out their books. We should say, because obviously the whole idea here is, yes, you get to pay off some address or... A very nice Lacoste hat. A PlayStation 5. A PlayStation 5. You get to like pay it off in four bits over eight weeks. No interest. No interest. So it's totally free for you. Like why w- You've been an idiot not to do it because, you know, money now, money then, all that. What they did is they went and borrowed the money at 0.1 interest rate and were able to kind of fund you and then, you know, they kind of get people on little bits of fees and the merchants as well. They take like a large percentage of the merchant fee. So you buy your PlayStation for... 600 bucks, is that about right? Yeah. And, you know, they get 3.5% of that, which is? I'm I'm certainly not doing that right. About 20 bucks. Sure. I'm guessing. Uh, (laughs) They get 20 bucks. They're only paying 0.1% interest, so it's worth it for them to just borrow that $500 at 0.1% interest rate, take the margin, they make money. Great. Works a treat until they're paying five, six, seven, eight, nine percent interest on that same 500 bucks, the entire business model falls apart. That's what we we said back then, and we're saying again now, you don't hear about buy now, pay later that much other than from people like Apple and the big dogs who can afford to swallow it. Who can, yeah,
1: swallow it and just featurize it. Yeah. See, the thing that always, and I can't remember if I talked about this on our episode at the beginning of the year, the thing that always kind of like stuck in my craw Mm. about this to use a very strange turn of phrase, mm. is that... So the, the, the whole pitch for Afterpay and Zip and Klana and all these sorts of things was we go to these like high-value retailers and low-value retailers and we say to them, you will pay us a fee that is way higher than you would pay MasterCard. Yeah. But the trade-off is that we do two things. One we're going to increase your basket size. So people who use Afterpay, on average, will spend a lot more and buy more things at the checkout. You
0: would have just bought a Lacoste, beautiful black Lacoste dad hat.
1: But now you're buying a Lacoste polo and you're buying Lacoste shoes. (laughs) And that wouldn't have happened before. I can believe that, right? Because if you're splitting something into four interest-free payments... Payments? You're probably yeah. arguing... Maybe the
0: upsell works better. You're yeah, probably I gonna get a bit
1: you're gonna get a bit silly at the checkout. I yeah. totally accept that. <laughs> There's that and then the second half of that pitch from Afterpay was and still is we are going to bring customers to you. Mm. We're gonna be a pipeline for sales, and you're gonna get these cherished Gen Z Gen Z customers and mul- some millennials that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm. There's gonna be a whole what of this. And they made all these claims that sort of supported that. Because, I, again, I accept it to a certain extent and for the same logic that I accepted the other thing. It's like, sure, if there's an interest-free payments program, there's going to be a whole class of people yeah. who buy stuff they well, wouldn't...
0: Apparently, people do go to the Afterpay website and they go shopping based on websites that use Afterpay, so, apparently. And so number, this- number three truth, number three truth, I want to throw it out there, that millennials... And this is about millennials. I'm sure Gen Z is the same. Um, don't use credit cards. That's also true. Yeah, like, like we, the, the, we don't use credit cards. The, All of that is true. Yep. That doesn't mean that Afterpay makes money. Yeah, and
1: like the <laughs> yeah, I mean you're right. The 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 penetration of credit cards among younger people is definitely way lower. But like again, I was even just I was actually thinking about that exact thing. The idea that there is a really significant population of people who go to the Afterpay website mm-hmm. and go look at list of Available merchants and go. Oh, look! There's uh, whoever. Yeah, you it know? seems hard to there's believe. There's Tarakash. I'm looking for a big boxy blue suit. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in there and buy something.
0: I'm looking for a skinny tie. <laughs>
1: I'm increasingly skeptical that that was ever true.
0: Yeah, like i, I mean, I'm so, they spruik some numbers. Like the
1: afterpay sale, like the afterpay day sales day they have. Absolutely, people would go to afterpay.com dot com to see who's doing it. Yeah. I would be skeptical that was happening.
0: Yeah yeah. I mean how much direct traffic is afterpay.com getting and then referring on, on, a, reg- to on a regular
1: basis when it's not like sales? Mm-hmm. I would be I would be interested to know.
0: Yeah, but I mean regardless like most retailers seem to have the afterpay option. I think the the core problem is that everyone who bought with afterpay was costing afterpay money. <laughs> yeah. Like they were losing money on every purchase and when Square acquired them and interest rates went up, like they lost more money. Yeah. Like, it's just not a good... The business model is fundamentally broken.
1: Yeah. There was a time when you, positive and negative, you wouldn't couldn't stop hearing about BNPL mm. or Buy pay Later, which, you know, if you're hearing a lot of stories all the time about there are all these... A revolution. There's a revolution, but you hear the negative stories too where it's like there's a whole generation of young people who are getting absolutely ruined by this shit. Mm. You would look at that and be like, It's morally wrong, but it seems like a lot of people are using this thing. You don't even hear those stories anymore. Yeah. You don't see the stories in the press about young people getting wrecked by BNPL fees or whatever. They
0: made a push to try and create like an afterpay card so that you could go to the pub and whatnot and just like BNPL everything. Yeah. Like everything in life, which sounds a little reckless to me. Yeah. Didn't seem to go through. I've certainly never seen someone use one. I was on Hack talking about this like nine months ago, and because was, that was floated, and d- doesn't seem to have happened.
1: Yeah, no, I mean if it has, I don't know about, it, but yeah, it doesn't seem like Square or Block, sorry Block, being the the name of the parent company, are uh, doing a whole lot. Oh, they're in it. trouble because they're. You know, I mean Block Block has their own issues, <laughs> as that Hindenburg like short seller <laughs> network thing came up the, with the cash app problems that they have.
0: Yeah, I mean. Block, it's worth taking a step back. So, Block being Jack Jack Dorsey's. It started basically as Square. Square being... You see them everywhere. They're like... And and I think it is quite innovative. Very easy way for people to accept money by credit card. You know, there's little white kind of squares. They kind of transformed into Block... We, around the time it block for, being a reference to blockchain it's like a crypto thing and again yeah. you're not hearing a lot about that they acquired title the music streaming service oh, I forgot about that they had their own blockchain protocol thing which again never seemed to eventuate and you know jack dorsey was very big into crypto at the time still like ceo of twitter and there was going to be this big ecosystem bought after pay and subsequently oh dear <laughs> oh yeah they're no. not not looking
1: so good. The the fell out of it, and like even I mean, Apple ostensibly offer this as part of their Apple Pay, at yeah. least in the US and whatever. But you, again, for, you're sure. not you're not hearing. It's been featureized, but it's been featureized to the point where it's like you don't really hear about it as a product category anymore. Yeah, we said it back then; it's a low interest rate environment play. Historically speaking, we're still in that situation, but it's higher than it was before. Yeah, but the US Fed is singling is is, is signaling they're going to start. Cutting back interest rates next year? So yeah. Who knows? It could be back.
0: I think we're yeah, I, we're on hold for a while. Yeah, we're 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 in a holding pattern. We're in a holding pattern for interest rates. They're at a normal level. It's all good, fam. Yep. You know, you have to pay money to you know, when you borrow money. It's 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 fine. No, we were right on that. I feel like everything we were one hundred percent correct. Oh you. Right?
1: everything we're about to say is a dub. <laughs> well, moving down the list of things that we talked about, uh, we had an episode about collectibles, NFTs, and we sort of linked that in with. People that were flogging Pokemon cards for a certain amount of money on eBay and what have you. Yeah, I mean, we that talk- was like a year ago almost. We talked about it in the context of that market seems to have evaporated. I don't think it's really come back. No, because again, it comes back to this the economy and interest rates things. People were looking for weird, alpha. Weird, they were looking for alpha. They're looking for weird ways to make money, yeah. and that that is the overall thing that happened with NFTs. Yeah,
0: and one of the reasons that it and crypto at the time exploded. I want to talk about something with Pokemon cards that we've never spoken about properly on on Downround. I don't think it's the the live streaming selling thing, the live streaming auction kind of platform, which is another like Silicon Valley guy goes to China and's like, whoa, see like, how they do things over there. Yeah. And on Twitter slash X, one of the ads I get recurring amongst just bizarre shit is Bigo Live. Do you get Bigo no. Live? You don't get Bigo Live. No. Wow. I get slammed with Bigo Live, which I don't even know what that is. It's a live stream well, I didn't either. Like is in I don't think most people know what it is. It's a live streaming platform that you can make money. And I think A via like a rev share and B, it's like a I think you're supposed to, you know, you get bits and this, that, and the other. And maybe there's some auction stuff in, like you can sell stuff on Bigo Live. You know these like live stream auction? plays or whatever and pokemon cut not bigo live but a different one of them um it's one of the biggest in the world i should know the name i don't you know what it's christmas i'm not going to look it up one of these live stream auction sites it's all about selling pokemon cards it's people like getting on trying to like spruik rare pokemon cards to an audience in a live stream kind of auction situation point being that is uh not doing too well either. Oh. In the in the realm of collectibles, I guess the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh. The away. Lord the
1: Lord taketh. We haven't had a full NFT retrospective episode, <laughs> but we have brought them up a bit. I think the last time we talked about them was when all the Bored Ape guys got their eyeballs roasted at the <laughs> at the Singaporean was it Singapore or Hong Kong? I can't Hong remember. Kong, yeah. oh, the Hong Kong Ape Fest. They were putting up uh, rows and rows of UV lamps and torch their faces. Yeah, well, there was actually there was a there was a big hack.
0: Yeah, there was a hack the other day.
1: The other day, valuable apes, valuable apes gone.
0: It's a tragedy.
1: Yeah, I hate to see it. Although the NFT, the back end of that craze has really hit hard. Like the current OpenSea valuations are looking very rough.
0: I haven't looked into it, but I'm color me unsurprised.
1: Let me. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it right in the air cause I don't I don't have it at hand.
0: OpenSea is the marketplace for NFTs. So it was the big big, it eBay, was the big one. It was eBay, the way but JPEGs. It got a it got a shitload. Yeah, here, here we go. And shout outs, I know a lot of our audience we're a tech podcaster into like Ethereum and they're into like NFTs, not a lot, but like a minority. Sorry. I apologize. But uh, also hopefully you know out. our opinion on this. You you made out well. No, here
1: we go. Yeah. It was uh there was a couple of things. I <laughs> Koteu uh, co- um, co- who we who are a big VC fund. Or like hedge fund, they cut the value of open sea stake by ninety percent mm-hmm. back in uh, one month ago, and so did Tiger. Well, I mean Tiger Global are having issues, <laughs> generally speaking, but they also cut it out by so, so, Tiger right?
0: Global. We didn't actually we, we sp- we've mentioned them in passing a few times that Tiger Global, like during Zerp, during zero interest rate at the height of like invest in everything, Tiger Global were famous. I might, even in Australia? Like you could get a check off Tiger Global if you're a startup with basically no due diligence. You could do a Zoom call and then the next day expect to have a check deposited in your account. So they were one of the people just like pumping the valuation of every startup in the world because like their play was we have heaps of money. We're just going to invest in everything. Just get in absolutely everything. No due diligence. Just like if you're in the sector that we kind of like, we'll invest. Yep. And that was like adding to this huge pump on valuations. That's all right. Stars. Yeah,
1: yeah, They were one of the big... They were, they were a real swinging dick in this world. Just pumping My And also in crypto especially, they were putting through. The KOTU slashed by 90%. Tiger slashed the OpenSea investment by 94%. Again, that's huge. And also Tiger slashed... They had an investment in Board Ape Yacht Club, which they slashed by 69% as well.
0: 69%. 69 Do you think they would try and just make a point i don't know tiger they're a bit
1: they're a bit silly with it yeah just phenomenal markdowns but again like you know
0: if you couldn't have seen that coming
1: it's yeah i mean even if you had like a fairly i think even the people who had like a really aspirational or positive view on the nft market and the crypto market generally Mm -hmm. probably had the assumption built in that there were going to be some swings. Like, it wasn't going to be Smooth up, sailing. up, 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 up and forever. Wasn't,
0: we're in a new paradigm starting now. now and it's just like... <laughs> Everyone's going to have an NFT. Everyone's going to want the coolest NFTs. Everyone's going to want the coolest JPEG. Like, you can use them for your avatars on Twitter. You can use them for your avatars on Facebook, Instagram, you name it. There'll be a metaverse. Everyone's going to want to have a cool, one-of-a-kind avatar.
1: I just remember the fucking um, Gary V. It got really into because obviously he just like is attracted like a a moth yeah. to scams or whatever the <laughs> fuck's going on. He was big into it. It was one of the moments when I had a real like What is any of the, anybody talking about? Like what even in the the most aspirational view of how this works, it's when he was like you know, your plane ticket is gonna be a it's gonna be an NFT, mm. and every plane ticket is gonna have a unique piece of
0: art on it. Mm.
1: So you you could fly from Los Angeles to New York and then sell your plane ticket. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is gonna be doing that? Yeah, and who's, and,
0: who's <laughs> buying your plane ticket? Who's who's doing the art for every individual <laughs> plane ticket? Like, what are you talking about? No, no. And why does this need to exist on the blockchain? Like, yeah. you know, if Virgin really wanted to do that, they could do it. Not anymore, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean now, now that Bain Capital owned them, you know they, they might they, have some innovative might, new they ways. They to
1: might be <laughs> thinking about getting some Sydney street artists to
0: Scotty Marsh and might be sitting there with a with a texter. Shout outs out out to you, Scotty Marsh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Marsh could be doing like a Tony Abbott thing that goes on your on your pl- on your ticket. That's great. I,
0: Absolutely loco. It's completely loco. And well, the idea is I assume that a computer would algorithmically generate like a unique artwork on every ticket, which Begs the question, I'm sure you're saying to yourself, but like, why is that valuable? Yes. <laughs> why does <laughs> why anyone is- care about this anyway? Who gives a fuck about that and why does it matter that it's on the blockchain? And it was, yeah, it was, it was sad that, I mean, the,
1: obviously Bored Ape Yacht Club were really selling themselves as like, we are the next Disney and we are collectively building a brand. Mm. And imagine that you, you can have the exclusive rights to your particular ape. Yeah, yeah. Making
0: like art with it. It's so cool because it's kind of like, yeah. So like, there's these 500, oh, 1, five hundred, or thousand, five thousand, well, however many the mint was, yeah, um, apes, and like you can then because there's this kind of collective fame of these apes, you will then be able to sub-license out your ape so that it can appear in, you know, your sitcoms, a, or, a what,
1: sitcom or a TV show, or a TV oh, show. But it's just like, I don't want to see those apes in anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that's that's think, an important factor. It's a really in this, like...
1: overwhelming thing. Maybe there are people that want to see that, but like I'm not interested in even one thing. In
0: neighbors, just an <laughs> ape wanders in. Yeah,
1: whoa! And I'm like, oh wow, that guy's made tens of thousands of dollars in this.
0: Why is there a cartoon ape literally,
1: wandering I, in? I think literally the only bit of high—it's not even high-profile art, but like Timberland made like a music video with his Bored apes.
0: Well, I think Eminem did, like, an epic rap well, at the, the MTV was, Awards. Because it, it was the same thing. Was, Snoop Dogg and Eminem. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> there was those two. And then, yeah, Timberland did a music video. Like, but they
0: were obviously given these board Apes for free, right? Yeah, like,
1: yeah. And it was, like, Seth Green or someone was doing so, And then they had the Paris Hilton appearing mm-hmm. on, like, Jimmy Fallon. And well,
0: Seth Green was what he was doing. He was, doing, he was supposed to do a, like an NFT sitcom based yeah, exactly. in like Cheers style. Like it's in a bar and, and like a the NFTs. A, a bunch of, bunch of doodles. coming.
1: coming. Again, again, you look at this, you're like, I don't want to watch a fucking sitcom of cartoon monkeys.
0: <laughs> the whole idea was like every different NFT could like pop into the bar. So you could have a squiggle and like a doodle and a lion, like a lazy lion or whatever.
1: Why? Why would you ever want to watch that? <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, if you, if you take one step back and you're like, that wait, a- wait, without, the con- like, without all of this NFT shit over it, explain the concept of this entertainment product for me.
1: It's a bunch of monkeys in a bar. A
0: monkeys and a lion and a squiggle.
1: I'm supposed to think this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yes, anyway. Yes, anyway. It, it, did, it-, it, did, it didn't work so well. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll come back, who knows, but... You know, I, I like to think that it has one big pump left in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it would be nice if we had one last pump.
1: <laughs> one last NFT pump just to get it going. Uh, yeah, Web3, no one's really talking about that anymore. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really talking about when we did the episode, but it's certainly, certainly more so now. <laughs> but the next thing, we did an episode on the tech layoffs, which I think is interesting to talk about because they really did reshape... I mean, this all comes back to a different economic environment a different uh fundraising environment a different commercial environment for tech companies the layoffs happened that would like a that was like a big thing across the tech industry mm. kind of it's definitely reshaped the way that a lot of these companies are sort of functioning and working there's a lot less vague moonshot projects there's everyone's f- fallen into this like elon musk we must slash we must operate yeah. as efficiently as possible
0: i guess like the doom saying or whatever of Twitter when Elon basically cut their workplace by like 80 to 90% and when it turns out that Twitter can keep functioning, let's be honest, not functioning all that well, but like it is functioning regardless. It didn't doesn't go die. down that often. Yeah, yeah. You know, it has shown that you can friggin' run businesses with, with a lot less chaff. And I think that like places like Google and whatnot are kind of perfect examples where it's like, think about all of them, quote unquote, moonshot projects that Google had in google x or whatever it was called google whatever they google Moonshot yeah, for, Google right? like x yeah, yeah yeah um you can imagine that that is nowhere near as big as it was you know that was all kind of space flight and bio human and this that and the other i'm assuming that a lot of that has kind of moved from like let's take that and just like put it into ai and work out and monetize it put it in
1: yeah potentially i mean if there's any company that can probably keep that stuff rolling and has some like brand value from doing that it's probably google but mm. certainly there's a lot less hiring a million army of million army of like product managers yeah. and like having unlimited free beers on a thursday sort of vibe mm. like you know a lot of the um, the stuff that you used to do sort of just attract talent in like a tight when there was limited talent limited 10x software engineers and you wanted to get them in mm. and you were like spending an insane amount of money on the infrastructure to support that and like great lifestyle stuff at your company blah 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 blah. you know
0: it's kind of like all of these things it's like uh oligopoly in a way if everyone's doing it you have to do it but when everyone else cuts back on it you no longer like, yeah,
1: yeah and like it's probably elon's greatest influence is that he gave social license to all these ceos and founders to be like actually you know what I'm like Elon too. We're gonna to do this hardcore. Yeah. And that means that it's coding. Your Kitchen's state- closed. Kitchen's closed. You folks. gotta buy
0: like a sandwich, a prepackaged sandwich, yeah. egg and lettuce.
1: If you walk out of here a second before 9 p.m., <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna point at you and scream. There was like a whole bunch of reporting that uh Evan Spiegel, who's the Snapchat CEO, Went on a big, like, Elon tear. There yeah. was like the- Well,
0: Zuckerberg did the year of efficiency. The year of
1: efficiency. It? Like, this whole idea of, like, we... You, know, you can't fully credit this to Elon, but there definitely is... The way that he did it has been influential.
0: Hardcore.
1: Playgroup is over. Mm-hmm. Went on a daycare. You're making software, buddy.
0: Yeah. You're coding. You're writing lines of yep. code.
1: And you're pair programming. You know, we're sitting down and we're hammering out whatever.
0: Atlassian locally... Big culture shift, apparently. You know, this This is all just goss. You know, this is just all a bit of, bit of local goss. Yep. But, you know, they've got a, new incentives. They've got uh, biannual reviews. There's disharmony. We, we got a CTO from Facebook. You know, we got the meta culture being instilled. We got new incentives. It's going off. People are leaving. like people are being fired for like, for having a go at the founders, this kind of gear, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And you see that kind of across the scene. Yeah, who knows? Because... And this all is sort of downstream of the fact that the employers in Silicon Valley have a little bit more sway than the than do the workers right now. Like it used to be the case that like a talented software engineer could demand it, the world, mm. could walk out of a Stanford computer science degree into a $300,000 year job or, you know, whatever. And that's definitely not the case anymore. And it gives them a bit more leeway to be like, you know what, you're adults, you can make your own fucking lunch. It's also downstream the fact that there's less investment flowing around, le- less hot new start startups hmm. that can just like splurge on insane things as well as their regular burn.
0: Yeah, just free money. So money costs money.
1: The point is, is that we-, we talked about the layoffs when it happened, and uh,
0: is what it is. It is first. what it is,
1: and it hasn't it hasn't fully recovered. Uh,
0: yeah, but that's it. I feel like there was big rounds of layoffs. Like the market isn't that. It's still relatively tight. Like, if you're a software engineer, you can get a job. Oh, for sure. It's like, just... It's just... a lot of The, the in, big, the inflated kind of paychecks, I guess. The inflated, and, and and for product managers as well. Like yeah, I think... The inflated... I wouldn't... Decreased.
1: There's been, like, you hear a little bit, like, anecdotally, but I feel like that a lot of people that were... Sort of, like, support staff roles at tech companies have yeah. probably just moved out of the industry and done, doing it some... Uh, working... Yeah, non, I mean, there's non, plenty
0: of fucking jobs in coordination of pro- like project management effectively you could be because, like let's be honest like TMs no- yeah you know. there's
1: nothing shameful about being a product manager at the Commonwealth Bank you know what's the difference between working on a button in the Facebook app or working on a button in Atlassian and working on a button in the ComBank app Mate, there's no difference
0: ComBank employs a lot of coders there's a lot of devs at the ComBank exactly Yeah. there's yeah, a yeah. lot of devs at a lot of non quote unquote tech companies well, that's, that's exactly right the ComBank yeah. consider themselves tech you know
1: I mean you know I wouldn't necessarily agree with that characterization. <laughs> Telstra tried that on too. We didn't let that happen, and we're not going to let it happen for ComBank as well.
0: That's a, putting a full stop on that.
1: Yeah. Well, we'll revisit
0: this in a year's time.
1: Oh yes. Moving on. I think we've kind of covered this, but Instant Grocery, because we did a milk run. Yeah. R- of instant Grocery. We uh, did
0: milk run, then we didn't. We mentioned briefly R.I.P. to milk run. We saw that coming. We predicted that milk run. Unfortunately, wouldn't no longer exist. Love Milk Run. Big shout-outs to Milk Run. Danny Milson. Yep. Shout-outs all the way, but um, <laughs> it was too good to be of this world, it's really. Be, yeah,
1: and I think it's... I mean, obviously, Milk Run is back now. Uh, yeah, owned the, by Woolies. Under the auspices of Woolies, and it's just basically like a rebadging of their Metro 60 thing they had. And I've used it a few times, and it's like... It's literally just the Milkrun app, mm. but you get it at the speed of a Metro sixty delivery, yeah, like, which is like an hour or probably more. Like,
0: yeah. which just is quicker and more expensive, like grocery delivery.
1: It's, it's great for Woolworths. It's probably played exactly the same way. They're like, great, we get a nice app, mm. we get like the reputation, which will probably persist for a while. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of people who probably didn't know that Metro sixty existed mm. and never used it. Yes, they're not getting it in ten minutes. <laughs> just- <laughs> It's so funny to think about it, in retrospect. Yeah. Oh, man, I can get a... I can a get chocolate
0: a- bar in 10 minutes. It was sick, dude. It was <laughs> it was fucking amazing. Like, this is what I mean. Like, RIP. Like, it was obviously never going to last. It was way too good. It was, yeah, it totally. was way too good. The world, like, the world can't allow something can, so beautiful to exist. I can exist. get some ice cream and a crunchy for 15 bucks in 10 minutes. <laughs>
1: Love it. So now Australia has no, none of those. I mean, like, we are talking, obviously, from a very Australian perspective. Some of our internationalists will be like, oh, excuse me, I live in uh, Istanbul, or I live in Mumbai, and there are actually plenty of services. We're not talking to you. We're not talking to you. I know Europe has a bunch, like, uh, Gettier, and there's Gorillas was not I think it's called Gorillas. Maybe it's not. Hmm. It could be. No one Google that, please. <laughs> uh, but there's a there's still a bunch that are sort of chipping away. Mm. For example, I know there's one called Zepto that's in India. I was just mention that it's in a lot of dense areas there, and maybe that will work where labor costs are obviously very very low mm. in but India. Milkrun
0: was paying their their cyclists like thirty five dollars an hour Australian, so you yeah. know, twenty seven dollars American an hour, and it was part of their sell, right. They're part of their thing was like we're, we are employ not, yeah. these are not Uber
1: drivers. And that's why you know the milk run drivers who were kind of all kind of like dudes with log blonde hair from yeah. like Koji instead of like Bangladeshi students basically no. totally different labor force they were basically leveraging mm. did didn't work in the end and now we have we don't have any of those except for milk run under woollies, which is definitely not the same thing and just plugs into whatever
0: yeah i'm I mean, putting this down as a big down down around dub unfortunately like it was just one of those things we predicted this was way too good to last and it was yeah the few, what's the future of 10 minute deli- grocery delivery i don't know i guess once they figure out drones which they probably never will because yeah. like the, the idea of like a million drones with groceries flying through the sky seems rather complicated
1: dropping a, a macca's uh McMuffin or whatever from a from a floating drone. maybe it'll work. I don't know, but the yeah, I mean, it's clear that Woolies made the they made the bet of just like Sun Tzu, you know, wait by the river for the bodies of your enemies to float by. <laughs> Art of War, I'd check it out. <laughs> and they were they were correct. That's down around cannon, down around cannon. As I said, I've got I've got a list of episodes and things that we covered to, to think. The next one we have basically nothing to say about. This is actually. I haven't checked on the Omni stats now that we've moved over to Omni who are our new podcast host. But for a very long time our dating apps episode was like our fourth most popular episode. Mm. People love that episode. People um,
0: love dating. People, people love People love getting people out and about both the opposite sex and the same sex and like any sex.
1: Any sex. Any sex, any gender love getting people out
0: there. People love quote unquote sex. And
1: having so they do and having having awful conversations mm. in a bar or whatever.
0: How good's that? Just go and have an awful conversation with someone that you've only spoken to via text. <laughs> Full normal.
1: Just get out Just get out there and make that happen. In fact, your, your anti-dating app's position was had to be one of the most controversial dances ever taken on down road. And it wasn't like directionally incorrect. I think it was just the way you approached it.
0: <laughs> I've got nothing to <laughs> Where say. Where were fair. just like,
1: Let's just, just, just bag yourself a beautiful woman. Yeah. Yeah. And why not? And you know, people took offence, took took exception to the way you approached. Okay,
0: that. well, <laughs> look, I apologise. They're like, like I, man, I'm blind. I'm, like
1: a man with your jawline telling me that. I'm not sure about that.
0: Nah, well, okay, ignore all of that. Ignore of that. Go out there and speak to people. I feel like is directionally correct. Okay, sure. Well, <laughs> just I just be I just, normal. Just, is, that just, not, is that is that too much to ask? Yeah, I don't think it's normal to create these relationships via. Text in an app. Okay. Is that is, is that controversial? Well, apparently it was. I stand before you naked,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like carved out of granite. You know, it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> well, we have no updates on that except the fact that uh, Tinder now has like a
0: five hundred dollars <laughs> tier. <laughs> but look, it's not an update. But like, obviously the bi- <laughs> the business model of Tinder like requires people to not have. Fulfilling long lasting no, no, relationships, yeah. and I know Bumble or whatever plays off that. And Hinge, they all Hinge talk to whatever it Hinge is. Hinge is like they did that big marketing campaign that was like the, delete this app, the app yeah. designed to be deleted yeah, because yeah. but like but Tinder are just like lean in. It, it, they're all owned by the same fucking person, right? Except for yeah, Tinder and Hinge match are both owned group. by Match Group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hinge,
1: Bumble is different. I feel like the the, the whole Tinder experience of the past, like five hundred bucks, five hundred bucks a month, just grinding away, swiping. I mean, obviously it's for people that have it. It's probably I targeted at like software engineers who are on 300K. They don't have a partner. They're happy to like, I'm sure everyone who pays that is like, okay, it doesn't mean anything to them. They're thinking they're rationalizing it in the sense of, okay, it's a lot of money, but if I just pay it once and I get a month and I'm put in front of, because the idea is that it like puts you at the top of everyone's swipe queue or, or whatever it may be.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: If I can find a wife in one month, $500 is worth it for me. Because how much am I going to spend on my wedding and my life with them? Just be
0: comfortable talking to strangers. (laughs) All right. But just have like, just be funny. Listen, little tip. If if you're about to be like, well, maybe $500 is worth it. Little tip. (laughs) Just when you're in a conversation with someone, A, ask them about themselves. Do not talk about yourself too much like actually in fact don't talk about yourself at all uh-huh. ever ask them about themselves be interested and you know what people are interesting ask people about themselves number one number two while they're talking formulate a funny quip <laughs> that's it that's it and then sorry number three don't be weird like just don't okay. do weird stuff i was about stuff. to say if you have formulated so, like funny. i know I, r- I recognize now i got feedback as well like you're like Take them on a date to a place where you know the DJ and blah 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 and it's like, yeah, not everyone knows yeah, okay, I get that now. I was a bit out of touch. I was out of touch. I was too I'm, I'm dumbing it down.
1: <laughs> I knew I I'm too connected to Australia's dance music scene. I know too many of the DJs playing at the hottest venues. Maybe everyone doesn't have access to that.
0: Well, you know. I whatever. <laughs> you know, I assume that every young person knows a DJ. <laughs> But now I recognise you know I was the, out of line. I was out of line. Do
1: you know that statistics show that only 9% of young people know a DJ? I,
0: you know, just a shit DJ that's your mate. Who's just, he's just got his first gig. You know, that kind of stuff. He's play,
1: exactly. He's, play, he's playing like TikTok house. Yeah. Oh, a, it
0: could be a band. It doesn't have to be a DJ. It could be a <coughs> dog shit band. <laughs> but no. Okay, fair enough. Let's write that off. You don't All know right. a fucking DJ the, or a band. The, okay. Be normal. I get it. I get
1: it. The, po- the point is, I think... The Tinder biz dev guys, over the past... The app came out in like 2011 or 2012 or whenever it was. Their entire career has been like, "I just make it a bit more.
0: Optimize.
1: Or just make it... Oh, shit. Okay. People are still paying for it. $45 a month. People are still paying for it. They don't face the Netflix problem. Mm. Because the moment you're paying for Tinder... All bets are
0: off. No, they got the desperate dial, and they're just like they just. Should crank, we just, should, that... we, should I crank the desperate dial? You're a, you're it started at forty. It's, and it's, now, fr- it's Friday, and, and it's people th- freaked out. But like, should we go sixty? It's Friday, and then like they're all. Should ima- we go ninety-nine?
1: Imagine like Wolf of Wall Street style, a bunch of guys in the Tinder office, like one ninety-nine. They're all clapping. They're like, yes, yes, yes. And the guy's three ninety-nine. 400 four hundred dollars 400 dollars, <laughs> four hundred dollars. Should I do it? <laughs> anyway,
0: the but- answer is yes people will pay god knows how much just to try and feel connection god damn
1: (laughs) that's
0: the end of the episode I don't know (laughs) I don't know what where we're gonna split the parts up but god damn god damn it this shit does depress me I'm gonna be perfectly frank yes we've had a few drinks yep but this depresses me. The state of human relations depresses me.
1: Just just in general? I'd rather Loneliness. not think about
0: it. But I have to think about it because I have children, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, how yeah. are they going to go yeah, about yeah,
1: it? You, you might have some lonely, some, some lonely kids in your head.
0: It's that or I confiscate their phones. And I, by confiscate, I mean, like, don't allow them to ever have technology. And then they're the weird freaks. Yeah, that's 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 the trade-off, right? <laughs> right. Because, so like, then
1: what what happens when they get to school and all these kids know, like, Minecraft memes or whatever? And, and that's the like, way everyone talks about Oh, I, 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 know,
0: I know. Impressionist art.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my dad took me to the art gallery of New South Wales to look at the new... And they they get pushed into the mud. Yeah. Slammed in a locker.
0: You I can't know. win. You can't win. You can't win. win. There is no winning. There's no winning. There's no they win. won. By they, I mean, you know, shareholders of the companies that I own. <laughs> <laughs> shareholders like me won. <laughs> And this is the society they that's, created. That's the
1: problem. And God, it's, just, it's so fucked <laughs> up that society makes me love that. <laughs> You'd sell them down the river. <laughs> so, yeah, going down the list. I hope everyone's enjoying this because there's just there's a bunch of them. But it's retrospective. Yeah, the thing know. about the everyone's in a reflective mood yeah, around surely. Christmas. Surely. You know, you're thinking about the decisions you made you, yeah. professionally, personally.
0: Yeah, did you right, make the right call in March? You, you know, probably haven't thought about it. Maybe you should. Well, we are.
1: Think about two roads diverged in a wood.
0: Yeah. A fork in the road. There
1: was a fork. That every day you were presented with a fork in the road. Yeah. And for you, it's probably something normal. But for <laughs> us, it's something like, what does Tinder's business look like in 12 months? We can. There's a scoreboard for us. Yeah. Yours are more... Yours are vaguer. You have vaguer outcomes. Yeah.
0: But no one's judging you. But for us, constant judgment. Imagine constant living judgment. like this.
1: Do you know how many of our listeners are sitting around being like, fuck, Raf said said something about Microsoft back in February, and I still don't think it was... It just hasn't played out that way. There are dozens of people every day that think that. Yeah, and uh, I
0: get texts every single day. Every single day. On February 11th, you said that it's in Microsoft's long-term interest to double their dividend by 2028, and um, I would say that they need to reinvest that in their Xbox division. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. Can a man not just live <laughs> and say shit? <laughs> why are you listening to this podcast I don't know what I'm talking about
1: <laughs> so anyway there's a, there's a few other ones that we'll, we'll dive through um...
0: if you're listening to this did you know there's another world out there where you get a second episode of down round a week yep it's called down round premium that's right and there's no interruptions
1: no interruptions no ads two episodes a week including the free one you're getting right now Plus
0: another one. Yep. Seven bucks a month. Not a week, a month. Downround.net. Downround.net. Instant access to the whole back catalogue as well. you got so much to catch up on. There's so
1: much. Get around it. Mm. (laughs) Mmm.